Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, yeah. Why weren't we recording that? Oh, yeah. Hot seat. Oh, no. We're bringing that to what we just talked about oh. to the air. Oh, no. That was... There's some good stuff to add whenever we uh, get into Asante Samuel or Bill Belichick or whatever. But yesterday down at Gillette, it was workout day for the Patriots where they worked out running back Leonard Fournette and Daryl Henderson. A couple of things. The Fournette one, I think, is a absolute perfect fit. Henderson, I don't know. But look, I I think there is the... We're building our free agent book as well. I go back to the – took a plane ride to Miami once for one of those, like, Patriot Miami trips that I did at a radio station. Pioli sitting in first class or standing there waiting to get luggage. And in this giant, like, duffel bag-looking thing that he had, he had the the the, the big plastic ring binders, yeah. right? Free agent book one, free agent book two, free agent book three free agent book four all broken and it was the guys that were free agents at the time and whatever files they had built on okay we need to go get a linebacker who do we work out who do we know all and he was like oh yeah this you know you you, you got to keep up with these guys in the league and da 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 this guy's walking around with giant binders and the only reason i bring that up is is that This is also a part of the intelligence-gathering portion of the football season. If Christian Fourier gets hurt as my second tight end, who can I go to? Can I elevate my third tight end to my second tight end? And then do I go get a whomever? Let me go to the book, see who's out there, who do we know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited that they kicked the tires on Fournette, but I'm also, you know, understanding enough to be like, okay, they're also building their book on him in case they want to go to someone like Leonard Fournette. I feel like they do this every year, and right. you're right. This is this is the way it works. It people say, well, this is a sign that they're going to sign a running back. They're going to sign a wide receiver, <clears throat> or what does it mean that they are bringing in wide receivers? Also, they were obviously maybe they don't like their wide receiving core. They tried to get DeAndre Hopkins. He said no. Now they're gonna they're gonna go back to the well and try and find another guy. That doesn't mean that they don't like the receiving core. DeAndre Hopkins was special, unique. Oh yeah, very unique set of circumstances. You're not doing any the, other wide yeah. receiver that comes in is to your point building your free agent playbook. They weren't going to offer twelve million to Jarvis Landry because yeah. he was a name and he was out there. You're right. This was a different kind of player in terms of DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, rap sheet. Ian Rappaport talked about Leonard Fournette in Foxborough yesterday. Here's that. Party Lenny, playoff Lenny, a lot of different nicknames. We'll see if he can add Patriots running back Leonard Fournette to his moniker. He visited and worked out for New England 
That was today. My understanding is, despite the fact that they did not immediately sign him, certainly this is something that at least they will keep tabs on in the future. It was not the only running back to work out for them uh, today. Daryl Henderson also worked out for the New England Patriots. And, you know, really, this makes a lot of sense. They have Ramondre Stevenson has, has established himself as a clear lead back. They lost Damian Harris. They got a little bit of a voided backup running back. Certainly does seem like, like a veteran would make some sense. Maybe it's the case of Either they sign someone before camp or get into camp, see the running backs that they have in the roster, and then maybe decide to add later. That makes sense because you're going to need time to find out what Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong are in their second years. Yeah, and a couple of things can happen. One, uh, they prove you right. They belong. Two, they prove you wrong. Three, they get hurt. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, and camp is right around the corner. So all these decisions, all these guys, they're gonna have to be ready on speed dial. You call them up right away. You already did your homework. You already know what your, their their value is in, for the most part, and then uh, you go from there. I mean, do you think they need? Oh a yeah. Back? Yep. So you still think they're running back? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Oh so, yeah. So this. So then this should be. If you're right, then this is less about building a free agent playbook. This is about signing a guy now. Well, I'm not so sure about that part of it because I think, look, they'll be, and I don't know the undrafted, like we'll get the full roster. I'm sure we could find it. I'm sure there's some undrafted guys or some running backs they'll invite to camp and you know how it goes more than anybody else, right? The first week, week and a half, it's okay. Who can play? Who's in the mix? Who do we think can play up? Who do we want to give a chance to in a preseason game? Something like that. The one thing they don't have to do is bring in Leonard Fournette to put him through the paces. You, know, you can kind of trust that if you're – say you bring in Len Fournette third week of the preseason, he's going to be up and ready and be able to help you come regular season time. Uh, Garrett Richards' jacket, who is Mr. Baseball in the uh, Twitch chat, said, no, nah, you know what, like Rex Burkhead is out there. And there's where – those are the – like you don't need Burkhead in camp. You don't need Fournette in camp. Some would argue you might not even need like a Henderson in camp. You got to clear out space to let these youngs sort of see what they're all about and let them be evaluated because the easy thing for the Patriots to do would be, well, Harrison Strong aren't ready. Let's go sign Fournette and Burkhead, let's say. Those are easy transactions, a couple million bucks, people who you would think know the system and would be able to come in in their vets and they play right away. Well, the other thing is, like, if, if you really do want to find out what they're capable of doing, then you can't have a log jam at the position. You can't have a bunch of vets there out go. there stealing reps because you, you're going to have to force feed them, like, the opportunity. Yeah. And then you'll find out. I always felt like you find out really quickly who are the guys that are getting it and who are the guys that are, just call it delayed, right? They just, they just, they need more time. They can't figure it out. Uh, it's just too challenging for him, either physically or mentally or both. And I think, too, you got to let Bill O'Brien get a look at these guys. You know, if Bill O'Brien, and we're going to get to the coaching staff, he is the OC and quarterback coach. It'll be the Belichick could tell him, hey, here's, here's what we see in this guy. But Bill O'Brien's got to get his eyes on him. He's got to see if this is someone that he thinks he can win with. You know, these guys are also, for as much as they have been coached by people who are still on the Patriots staff, there is that, oh, there's a new offensive boss, and he's going to have his – because who knows? Maybe maybe a guy like Bill O'Brien doesn't see it in the young guys and says, ugh, put one on the practice squad. We can keep one up. Let's go sign these veterans or whatever. 
easy, easy fixes if you need it. But I'm with you. I don't think you can go in with a full boat at running back right now at the beginning of camp because we know Ramondre is a made man. There's no question about him. Then it's who's going to step up. Opportunity is there. And if not, there are some pretty cheapo veterans that are knocking on the door and just waiting to be let in. At the end of the day, that will probably be the least expensive position on the team Agreed. when it's all said and done. Because I didn't realize Ramondre Stevenson, wow, how underpaid he He's making is. a million bucks, oh maybe. Oh, my gosh. He's fourth round a pick. Fourth round pick, stud, starter, a huge, hugely like productive and important. This guy's going to be a, a, a weapon. Well, you know, I mean, uh, given some of uh, what is being said out there for you, maybe Bill Belichick won't even make it through the preseason to be able to make some of these decisions because apparently the the seat is really hot under Bill right now, if you uh, believe a, a bunch of people. And Tom Curran mentioned this, and you weren't here on Tuesday. So let's go back. Hart and I talked to Curran on Tuesday Hart ended up asking uh, Kern about uh, the the latest in BB hot seat news. And here's what Kern said. So I'm saying that Bill Belichick, given that Robert Kraft has said so many times that he's results-oriented and that he allows his managers to make their own decisions and that he circles back to tell us at the owners' meetings and calls us over to, to make the point that I've never told Bill no on spending anything. I didn't know what that point, the point of his commentary was on where we were spending-wise. If we're not looking at all of that in totality and the results since the midpoint of 2019, all the decisions and all the results and the product that was on the field last year, to think that Bill is going to have just carte blanche and not have a seat that's a little bit warm, he's on watch. He needs to perform. The product needs to be way better. Forget about total wins he needs to save his job. The product needs to look better as if there's a direction you're going in. And right now it looks like the Patriots are kind of wandering up and down the shelves and saying, can we use that? I don't know. Nah, we don't need that. I know. They don't have a real aim. Hmm. That does not sound like, because when people hear hot seat, right, and we'll go through a list of coaches that might be on the hot seat going into the year. When you say hot seat, that means fired during the season, in my opinion, or somebody who is walking on super thin ice right now. Yeah. And here's what I would dare say. Now, I know we're going to hear from one of the greats in Ben Volwin, one of the greats. Jesus. <laughs> if Robert Kraft was so mad at Bill Belichick, would he let him spend whatever it is on Bill O'Brien? I'll just round it up and say, Let's go nice, even $3 million, right? And spend a million dollars on an offensive line coach. So hot. Boy, Robert must be so mad at Bill that he let him go by coaches, not players, Christian, coaches. Let him go by coaches to help get things right. And yet, this guy's going to get popped on the hot seat during the year? Okay, so I'm I'm when did we- I, I okay, I'm so anti-hot seat discussion with Bill, but it has been coming up more and more. So I felt like we should at least entertain the thought. Okay, I'm I feel like we should it. at least entertain it, yeah, all right? Yeah. For either yeah. for for yucks or whatever. Hey everybody, let's go to the Slack John Yokel Idiot Center to talk <laughs> about this. Because there is eventually. So I like the way current, I didn't hear it. Um, and you were right when you explained it to me before we played it. 
So he does kind of – it's not like win or else. It's, it's not you better go to the playoffs yeah, or not win or else. Like, what happened last year was so embarrassing and so pathetic. Bingo. Okay? That, listen, you got to have a plan. You got to reset. And you got to show me that there's a future going forward. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it is a big year. No doubt. I, mean, I will never not but say it's not, that. Yep. It's not make it or break it in my book. Because I always go to, tell me someone who's better than him. Show me someone who's better than him. I mean, I don't think this is a, hey, they're tuning me out. They're not listening. That's not happening. No. It's not happening there. It, it'll happen other places. It doesn't happen there. So they, the team still trust him. They still believe in him. He still has power. So, But some of his decisions have been crappy. Oh, look, last year okay. was horrible. La- last year used up a lot of Belichick's equity within yeah, the organization excellent. by going to Matt Patricia. And the owner was so upset over it. Instead of saying to the coach, that was stupid, you're fired, it was, I'll put out a press release and we'll let it be known that we're interviewing people that are still of your choice, Bill, but have name recognition and some credibility on the offensive side of the ball. And oh, by the way, I'll give you somewhere between 4 or $5 million to be able to do it. I don't know if our friend Dante Scarnecchia ever made a million bucks. They never put it out there. I would assume at some point, like, Dante's not, you know, standing outside stop and shop with a cup full of pencils, right? He's, he made pr- plenty of dough. But when you hear a million dollars for an offensive line coach, that's not a mad owner. That's not an owner that is ticked. Well, sometimes- or it's an owner that is ticked and wants it fixed. But if the owner thought that the guy at the top of the masthead was the real problem, Bill Belichick would not have been the one choosing well, Bill O'Brien to come here as the when, OC. When would, if you were the owner and you were th- constantly throwing money to fix problems that somebody else caused, when would you eventually say, I'm, I'm done? It would really have to bottom out and hit rock bottom. It was embarrassing, but the embarrassment stuck on Belichick. No one looks at this organization from the outside and says, what the hell is Robert Kraft doing over there? The way we would with the Washington Commanders or the Detroit Lions for a period of time or how about Tommy Boyd Davis? He's in so much hockey he had to bring in Tom Brady and other people to be a part of the ownership group, right? There are certain owners where you look at their organizations and you say, I know what the problem is and it starts at the top. No one does that with New England. It's the what the hell was Belichick thinking then it morphed to well why craft let him do it oh i don't know he had to you know uh, he, he if he only had one hand he'd have to put a ring on a toe or something else to be able to show all six of them well and that's where i think i land on this which is the if robert craft is that upset he really could have put the screws to belichick but instead it was eh, i'll give you four to five million to go fix the two positions that admittedly bill you screwed up but I'm going to give you a chance to fix it. See, I don't think this will happen because I think the money was well spent. Spending it on Bill O'Brien no doubt. was a, 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 a good offensive coordinator with a long history of success. That was money well spent. The offensive line situation with Adrian Clem, maybe he's not as good as we, we believe he is. Maybe the offensive line still sucks. Maybe they still can't. Maybe he can't convince anybody. And, they, and you, you know still, who that'll be and that's on? still... Bill on Bill. That'll be on Bill. Exactly. And you're telling me this is the problem. I'm spending the money. I have I have no return on investment. So eventually, you got to look at yourself like I keep spending money on a sinking ship. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case at all. 
uh, the, the, the hot seat conversations have been, I don't know, more frequent, I guess, for in my, in my book when it comes to the, the normal hot seat guy is an obvious coach that pff, nobody is believes over in, his head, completely or, over his head. How about this? You want to know somebody who's on a real hot seat? Robert Sala. Go win seven games with that quarterback and see what happens to you at the end of the year. Here is uh, <sighs> here's the uh, latest of what uh, Ben Volan said, apparently, to uh, Colin Cowherd about all this. I definitely think Belichick is on the hot seat, and oh, there's yeah. a chance uh, that he doesn't come back next year. Now, again, I-, I think it would have to be a disastrous kind of season. Uh, but that seven and ten, and Mac happen. Jones screaming at the coaches again. Like I definitely think Even that man. could happen. Bill seven Belichick is eighteen wins away from tying Don Shula, but he's just Kraft's uh, uh, not just going to give him that opportunity if they go six and eleven or seven and ten, right? And it's a disaster after you know last year uh, the bizarre decision to put Matt Patricia in charge of the offense to go into a few seasons ago with Cam Newton as your quarterback and not try harder to find a quarterback. There, Belichick has had some head scratching. Uh, decisions and roster building moves since Tom Brady has moved on. And the team has been very mediocre. They're one of the least sexy teams in the NFL right now. So if it's another season like that, get five years without a playoff uh, win for the Patriots. I I definitely think Belichick's going to be on the hot seat this year. And that's just not me talking. I've talked to a couple of people who are his friends who have been in the building with him the last few years. Yeah, we're done with this, Nick. Yeah, I'm I'm sure sure a couple of uh, texters uh, on Twitter, a couple of people DM'd on Twitter, you know, uh, butter knife four one nine or something like that. Hot pants six four one. I'm sure was sending some DMs there to that guy. I'm not saying that Belichick isn't uh, under a radar or a microscope, but to think it is going to get to the level of this guy getting pushed out of here like he is some sort of country fried rube or somebody who completely pulled the wool over the eyes. That that's not this guy. And I also think that when we go back and look at the COVID year, if Robert Kraft are being honest, I think he and Bill Belichick would say, we didn't think Brady was going to leave. The history was he would always come back. And I'm convinced to a moral certainty, both of them thought that and knew that. Hence the reset during the COVID year. And then what we've seen the past couple. I don't think Robert Kraft looked at the Cam Newton year and what happened with COVID as year one of the rebuilding process. That was the reset to then start the build, which is now in the third year. But th- but look, but if he wins, if, if if the Patriots win three games, it doesn't matter who it is. Everybody would be up to being fired if you're you know talking about the number one pick. But you know, at eight and nine, and some things that definitely didn't go your way, and some mistakes made by the head coach. He screwed up maybe as big as anybody in the NFL, and they still almost made the playoffs. This ain't Barry freaking Switzer. This isn't that dope who was in Denver last year. But again, you know, oh, I'm sure some hot texts, some some hot DMs came in. I can validate my opinion because I talked to a certain amount of people yeah, yeah, yeah. who instant messaged me on my gram. That's right. Fart butt 431 <laughs> sent something in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think it's I would even I would add the fact that if if it was as far as a challenging year being under the microscope being in a division that is considered one of the toughest in the NFL this year with all the good teams in the East 
you being considered a team that has the least amount of talent? That's what I hear all the time. Right. When people refer to the Patriots, they have the least amount of talent out of any of the teams in the AFC East. 